Hey, don't cry. It's not goodbye. It's I'll see you later. This is the final episode of season one of the Omega Sports Learn to Run podcast. My name is Dr. Matt Minard, pronounced Minard. Hopefully you know that by now. And I am honored to be your host. If you are new, welcome back. Here's how this works. You vote on the topic. The winner of that topic, I create content around that topic across all my social media platforms. If you are a regular, welcome back. I cannot thank you enough for all the positive feedback and support these last eight months. If you're a visual learner like myself, please check out my YouTube, Learn to Run, where I post associated visuals to enhance learning along with the recording of this episode. Episode 18, boy, it's been a journey. What's the theme of this episode? Well, I wanted to, if you're new and looking for where to start, and some of you may just start at the beginning, go all the way through, and, and of course, I would love that. But if you're looking for more specific or tailored to your situation, I wanted to go through this episode of the season finale and go through each episode 1 through 17 and give a quick summary and go through three main points three components of each episode. I want to go over the main purpose, one key concept or takeaway, and who the episode may benefit. So I'm going to go through all 19 episodes with that, talk a little bit about what to expect for next season and some changes and some improvements I have coming to the Learn to Run Club. So what do you say? Let's kick this off. Episode one, where it all started. Why are my calves so tight and how is it affecting my runs? Main purpose of this episode was asking ourselves the question, million dollar question. Are we treating the symptoms or the causation? Are we treating the symptoms or the causation? Are we just putting a bandaid on this thing or are we actually addressing what's causing the tightness of the caps in the first place? And I offer two perspectives of common causes and correctives of tight calves. They were one bounding, blending, jumping, and running. And two was switching to a zero drop shoe too quickly. The key concept, the key takeaway was pretty much my my main slogan. Learn how to run on a level surface using your glutes to propel you forward, not your calves. Push with the tush. PWT. That was the takeaway. And that's why I want to start off episode one with that. So who would this episode benefit? In my opinion, runners of all experience levels that are open to learning a new perspective on running mechanics and those with a history of chronic calf tightness, calf pain or strains, Achilles issues, and or foot tightness and pain. Again, that was episode one. Episode two, how to run more efficiently using gravity. 
The main purpose of this episode was to learn the benefits of leaning forward while running. The other, the key takeaway of this was my other signature phrase is the hankle, hinging at the ankle, the hankle. So learning how to lean forward by hinging at the ankle, not at the hips. And what that does is that allows gravity that prevents us as much as possible from slowing down, helps our momentum to keep us moving forward. And who I believe would benefit from this episode is everyone. I believe this is such an important concept to not only episode one was which muscles ideally can be used to propel us forward, which muscles don't propel us forward, but this concept of allowing gravity, this free fall, this leaning forward, the benefits of leaning while running, I believe that every runner at all experience levels should have a listen. That was episode two. Episode three, warm up before, stretch after running. The main purpose of this episode was to learn a pre and a post running routine for the body with running. Key concept, key takeaway. Notice if we exchange the word stretching with lengthening, it makes things a lot more clear. I talk about the focus of before running is merely just about warming up the tissues, warming up the body. Versus after running, that's when it's a good idea to lengthen the muscles. Every time a muscle contracts, it shortens. That's what creates movements. Every time that we run, we're constantly thousands of times contracting, shortening muscles. So after that, to try to prevent adaptive shortening, that's when it's traditionally a good idea to do static lengthening or stretching the muscles. We kind of debunked the old school stretching before activity has actually been shown to cause temporary weakness and actually increase your risk of injury. So we talked about how before it's all about the warm up. Who would benefit from this episode? Runners looking for an effective and efficient warm up and cool down routine. They're each of them that I offer are about three to four minutes. I briefly talk you through it on the episode, but I also have associated visuals and videos on my YouTube. That was episode three. Episode four, what are shin splints and what causes them? This is where the first time that I started implementing this, you vote, this voting process. I want you guys to feel and be engaged. I want to make sure I'm creating content that you all want to hear and want to learn about. So this was the start of this process. The main purpose of this episode was to learn an actionable analogy of what causes shin splints and how to use that knowledge to create an environment conducive to healing. The takeaway, ask yourself, is there any movements that are new or more? New or more? and what to do to allow proper healing and allow proper tissue adaptation to take place. The analogy was that of how shin splints is like a, is a bone bruise where a sunburn is an injury to the skin. When I talk about sun exposure, the longer you're out in the sun, the higher the intensity of the sun rays, 
the more susceptible you are to getting that burn of the skin. Same with the impact and stress associated with running. So I give you strategies, concepts of, and some case examples of three different situations of what are, what it means to create an optimal environment to allow tissue healing and what not to do to allow tissue healing. Who's this episode for? Runners currently dealing with shin splints or runners with a history of shin splints and wants to understand more about the causes and correctives to help prevent and stay ahead of the curve. That was episode four. Episode five, overstriding is slowing down your runs and hurting you. Purpose, learn what is meant by overstriding and how to prevent it. Key concept, replacing the word overstriding with breaking first and foremost. We talked about overstriding, it doesn't really mean anything. It's ambiguous. A stride is merely just a measurement of distance between each step that you take. Overstriding is just a measurement. It doesn't tell us anything about the way that person moved. So instead of overstriding, I talk about using the word breaking, B-R-A-K-I-N-G, and how focusing on that proper lean, that hankle, allows you to not think about the landing or the loading phase. That's the most beautiful thing. Instead of thinking about the landing, just focusing on and learning that proper lean, it takes care of itself. It allows you to glide, minimize the braking effects. Who's this episode for? Anyone that's been heard the term or confused by the term overstriding and runners that currently have or have a history of shin or knee pain. That was episode five. Episode six, cadence speeds up your runs and reduces injury. Purpose, learn how to manipulate the frequency or cadence of steps to improve running mechanics. Cadence is merely a measurement of frequency. How many steps per minute? It's long been been said and recommended that 180 steps per minute is ideal. And if you do the math, that's three hertz, where every one second, that's three steps. And I talk about the key concept is how increasing the step rate, the way it does help you to be more efficient and improve the mechanics is it can, not always, but it can help reduce bounding, time up in the air, and help reduce braking while running. If subconsciously you're trying to get more steps, increase your step rate, staying closer to the ground becomes subconsciously advantageous because you know, the further I go up off the ground, the harder time it is going to be to rack up and to accumulate those steps. I give you actionable steps and tools of how to incorporate this into your training and how to automate this so it just becomes a part of the way that you move. Who's this episode for? Runners looking to learn what the purpose of cadence manipulation is and actionable steps to incorporate it into your training. That was episode six. Episode seven, stop foam rolling your IT band. Purpose, 
learn the common causes and correctives for IT band friction syndrome or pain on the outside of the knee. Key concept, learning to push back versus pulling up of the feet to reduce the time of the IT band in that friction zone. So we talked about the IT band is this long ligament that, or tendon, I'm sorry, that crosses your knee joint. There's this bony prominence that it goes over. Think of like floss over a tooth. If I just keep going over this tooth and over this tooth, and I have tons of this downward pressure and shearing and stress and friction, we can start to get irritation and breakdown of the floss, which represents the IT band. So there's a zone where that occurs, where the floss is going over the tooth. In this analogy, it's the IT band going over this bony prominence, or we call it a condyle on the femur. And so by learning how to keep your feet closer to the ground, which is push with a tush, which is pushing the world back versus pulling or picking your feet up, we spend less time in that friction zone. So I talk about three common causes and correctives for this. And as far as the IT band goes, talk about how you can't actually stretch the actual IT band. They've done studies years ago where they hang hundreds of pounds from it, from one from a cadaver, and measure the change in length, and it's like me stretching out my desk. You can't do it. But we can manipulate its mobility. And a lot of times the purpose or the problem with IT band friction syndrome is the IT band is just plastered. It's compressed down to the vastus lateralis muscle. And so if we're foam rolling it, we're just adding insult to injury. We're compressing something that's already compressed and it can just irritate the tissue. So I talked about unclogging or mobilizing the IT band using tensile forces, picking up and away from your body versus compressive forces for the IT band. Talked about a story how I, how I learned how to do with the with the plunge, a new plunger and also with cupping, but also some other strategies for mobilizing the IT band. Not stretching, but mobilizing. Who would benefit from this episode? Chronic sufferers of IT band friction syndrome or pain that is on the outside of the knee. That was episode seven. Episode eight. Three reasons you are running slow. Purpose of this episode was to learn three movement strategies to optimize your running mechanics to immediately increase your speed. Key concept, key takeaway. So I first talk about paying on the principle. Paying on the principle. This is where the principle is forward movement which is the goal of running. And anything that we are doing that's not going towards that principle of moving forward, going against it, is like paying on the interest. And the three most common ways that we pay on the interest and teaching us to spend not do these things and spend more on the principle, we can immediately improve or optimize our efficiency. And those three were not moving the arms while running, not leaning forward, and jumping while running. Who would this episode benefit? Runners of all experience levels 
looking to make their running technique and mechanics more efficient, immediately more efficient. That was episode eight. Episode nine, run faster with these three speed-based training strategies. So purpose of this episode, where last episode, episode eight, was how to optimize your mechanics to improve your efficiency, to run faster immediately, versus this is how to train, how to actually strategically train your body to enhance, not optimize, enhance your running speed or build your engine, so to speak. Key concept, interval training, which is strategically fluctuating between different effort levels, how hard you work while running, can help enhance oxygen uptake, reducing fatigue, and increase the propulsion of your legs. Get more push out of your tush and don't fatigue as quickly. That's episode nine. This is for anyone looking to improve their running pace, how to train. Episode 10, this was the first in a three-part series about strength training for runners. I broke it up into three separate episodes. Episode 10 was strength training for runners, focus on the glutes, the muscles around the hip. This whole episode, I went over front of the hip muscles, outside of the hip muscles, and muscles on the back of the hip. The key takeaway was learning how differentiating how you train the muscles around the hip hip, the hip, differentiating how you train the muscles around the hip based on how they are used with running. So I differentiate the training strategy for the king of the glutes, which is the glute max, the tush, versus the queen of the glutes, the glute med and the glute min, which are on the outside of your hip. The king needs more power The queen needs more stability. She keeps everything stable. And I talk about why I don't recommend strengthening the muscles on the front of the hip or your hip flexors. Who would this episode benefit? Honestly, I strongly believe that this episode is a must for everyone due to the importance of the muscles around the hip and strength training in general from a performance and from a rehabilitation standpoint. Also, any runner with a current or history of knee pain or pain in the front of their hip. This is episode 10. Episode 11, strength training for runners, part two, knees and ankles. Same strategy. I go around the muscles around the joints of the knee and the ankle. I talk about the function, how they're used with running, and how we can train them. I talk about the muscles in order for strength training to be effective, to be beneficial, we have to challenge the muscles how and more than running. If we're going to strengthen, let's say, the quadriceps, they have to be challenged the way that we use them from a muscle activation standpoint and more, create that stimulus. How and more used it, than used with running for strength training to be effective. Who would benefit from this episode? Runners, especially who train in locations or terrains that have a lot of hills. Talk about the main job, the mantra, the mission statement of Team Cankle, which is the knee and the ankle muscles, mainly the quadriceps and the calves. 
not to be confused with Hankel, was their job is they're always providing cushion for the tush pushing and will work overtime for the hills. And what's meant by that is ideally we're using the quadriceps and the calves as the shocks of a car, not the engine. But anytime that you do run going uphill or downhill, you will be forced then to use your cankle muscles. That was episode 11. Episode 12, strength training for runners, part three of three. This was cross training and resistance training programming. The main purpose of this episode was to give a framework for how and when to incorporate strength training into your training program. Also, a key concept was this in-season versus off-season and how the training focus should change. And I also talked about how we can double dip and use cross-training or using machines like the elliptical, like the stationary bike, ways that we can double dip and fluctuate resistance and do both cross-training and resistance training at the same time and, and a structure for how to do that. Who would benefit from this episode? Runners wanting to learn more about when and where to incorporate their strength routine. And also busy runners looking to double dip both cross-training and strength training in the same workout. That's episode 12. Episode 13 was my first interview. It was an interview with Coach Claire Bartholik from The Planted Runner. Purpose of this episode was to ask Claire how she was able to shave over an hour off of her full marathon time to run the sub-three-hour marathon in her 40s. Key concept, we learned less is more when it comes to running and the importance of building a base. Who would this episode benefit? She called it the pie in the sky, the three, the sub three hour marathon. Anyone that's looking for some motivation to break that and some strategies, this episode is for you. That was episode 13. Episode 14, heart rate based training for runners. Purpose, learn a strategy for pacing yourself on your runs using your heart rate. Key concept, the heart rate can be used as a learning tool to differentiate training zones that can then inform us how long we can sustain specific efforts to pace ourselves while running. So for example, I know if I'm at 180, I'm close to that ceiling. I'm close to, I can't maintain this effort very long before I peter out. We talk about peter, petering out. And so a way that we can use our heart rate in real time to organize our, our races into percentages and when and where to hit those marks and to kind of know how far to put our, our foot on the gas pedal and how to pace ourselves so we don't fatigue and hit the wall. Who would benefit from this episode? Runners looking to get more scientific and more specific with their pacing. This is episode 14. Episode 15, hot topic. Oh boy. Runners, what part of your foot should you land on? Purpose of this episode is to share the keyword share, not preaching, 
to share what I have discovered and learned about this hot topic over the last few years. Key takeaway, land on your heel, then load through your midfoot while maintaining the ankle or that leaning forward hinging at the ankles. I've learned to make initial contact with the ground with anything other than the heel, i.e. the midfoot and the forefoot, is less efficient. Check that episode out if you're open to learning and also if you're, you just want to know more about this polarizing topic. That was episode 15. Episode 16, runners, four running form faults or errors causing low back pain. The main purpose of this episode, offer insight to common causes and correctives for low back pain. Takeaway, the tennis ball necklace can be used as a great learning tool to identify and correct the four common faults of low back pain. So I named them the not-so-fantastic four form faults of low back pain. They were the stomper, the sloucher, the lumbar locker, and the collapser. I go over all those, how to identify what it is, what it means, and how to correct. Who would benefit from this episode? Any runner with a current history or current back low back pain or history of low back pain. And also, this is a big one, any runner that has a desk job that works at a desk sitting all day. I also offer some bonus proper sitting and workplace tips. That was episode 16. Episode 17, knee pain and runners. Three causes and correctives. Purpose, offer insight to common knee pain locations and what may be causing and how to strategize for correcting them. So I separate it into pain on the front of your knee, the outside, and the inside of your knee. Key concept, the location of your knee pain is critical for understanding the causation. Listen to your knee and it will tell you the answers. Who would benefit from this episode? Any runner that has a current history, has current knee pain or a history of knee pain. That was episode 17. And so what to expect next season? So next season will start in January, 2023. I hope you've enjoyed this wild ride as much as I have. I never thought that I would enjoy podcasting. I never thought I would be successful on it. I'm such a visual learner and I feel like I, I try to talk in such a way and give examples to hopefully give you another form of education or another way to get the word out. So I hope you've enjoyed this. What to expect next season? I'm going to continue with the topic voting where I'll still propose three topics and you will vote on them to make sure that I'm creating content you want to hear. I'm going to attempt to include more interviews. So if you have suggestions of who might be good to talk with on the show, please let me know. I'm going to try to get even more creative with some of the structures, have some real time running workouts where you listen and we work out together, maybe some live Q&A and comparing and contrasting different concepts or ideas. What's coming to the Learn to Run Club, my online membership? 
I'm going to completely revamp all the exercise library. I've had a lot of good feedback on the training plans and the way they're structured. And I have strength training exercises on there, but I'm going to do a complete overhaul, organize them. I'm going to organize them into different levels for progressions, a home routine versus a gym routine. I'm going to be able to create it so you can tailor them to you based off of your history and your goals. I'm going to have varying levels of instructions from least to greatest of just a picture and words to a video explanation in real time, something for everybody. For the teachers, I have coming up in end of February of 2023, my girlfriend and I are going to have a booth for Learn to Run or my main brand, Business Human Movement Optimization. In at CSM or combined section meeting in San Diego, California next year. So if you are a physical therapist, if you're going, please stop by. I would love to meet you. By then, I will have all four of my courses published that are both available, an online version and in person. Super excited for that. I would like to thank the sponsor of the show, Omega Sports. And I want to give a special shout out to Mary. Mary is the producer of this show with me, and she's recently, she's not a runner, and it was kind of ironic we were doing this podcast together. She doesn't really like running. She doesn't know running, and slowly I've ruined her over time, and I got her on a program, and she's been empowered, and she's been making crazy progress, and last weekend we actually run, ran a 5K together. I ran with her, and she did amazing. We did an under 40 minutes for our first ever 5K, and I'm so proud of her. Omega Sports have been keeping the Carolinas moving forward for longer than I've been alive. I highly recommend checking them out locally or online. Of note, the views and opinions of this show do not reflect those of Omega Sports. For better or for worse, they are my own. I really hope you enjoyed today's episode and season one. If you want to vote on the topics, you've got ideas for me, you can follow me and message me on learn.2, the number two. Dot run or email the show at info at learn number two run one zero one the number.com. As always, I'll be in the show notes. I would so appreciate it if you could rate, review, and share the podcast to help us grow. The Omega Sports Learn to Run podcast is available on all major platforms. Until next time, until next season, bye. Mm-hmm.